Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>You know, Todd, yes, the last couple episodes that we've done, we've kind of like glossed over mainly for, oh, I don't know, like not liking the movie sure. Ninja, Ninja Turtles. And then for Ant-Man, we just want to talk about themes, right? Yes. But I think yep. with this movie, I think like we should really go back to like really deep dive covering everything in the movie. Are you serious? Fuck no. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs>
so unlike Final Destination, this this franchise doesn't, I can't even call it a franchise. These string of movies, they don't know what they want to do. Oh. Do they want to be a continuing story? Do they want to be their own fucking thing? Just Is this the same crow from the first one? It, uh, it, so... Listen, the only high po- high part of this episode, in my mind, is our segment that's coming up right now. Well, no, before we do that, okay. because because <laughs> I don't want to, I I I want to, I want to have some fun tonight, and these are the places we can. Uh, <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody Yay. listening! But to us, it is only December second. First thing I want to say, I am on the second beer of the wonderful beer advent calendar from Branching Out Bottle Shop in Camillus, New York. Only the finest beer selection in all of the greater Syracuse area. And, uh, Tom, it is delightful by taste, but name a thousand Michael Jacksons dancing in your mouth. Eh, That's We're we're workshopping it. You know, we're... uh, Listen, Buried Acorn and Full Bore Brewing Company, great job with the beer. Yep. Work on the name. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but Todd, since we are only a couple of days after Thanksgiving, you had a ginormous family reunion. Yeah, we did. All the brothers You had all your in. brothers in town. Yeah, and their uh, and their spouses or fiance. If you're fancy. If you're fancy. And uh yeah, it was a great it was a great uh, holiday, so. And I got to come over the night be- after Thanksgiving and meet Matta no, finally. Night, night before. That's what I said, the night before. Okay. I didn't say the night after. Who said night after? <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> yes, it was the night before. Not only meet Matta, but meet Matta like three sheets to the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> so I met Matta at his finest. Uh, first of all, he Matta's such a sweetie, right? He got. Oh yeah, don't get got, me wrong. I enjoyed oh, every second of yeah. it. <laughs> but he he okay. gushed. Over I, the, I want to make sure. Of course, of course, he gushed over the podcast. <laughs> gushed over oh, yes. you. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to see, I think, after he was done, I think I said to you, I was like, see, this is why I want him on the podcast. It's it's gold. Oh, 100%. It's Open gold. invitation. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I think you would be a, a, a much loved addition to this podcast. Agree. Agree. Uh, yeah, it was great, it was, and it, I was glad you got to come over and uh, and see everybody. So that was fun. Yeah, was Christian fun. was here. It was it was a great time. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time. Um, we drank some beers. Well, you drank some beers. I I stayed, but you were like the pusher because you you were also <laughs> you were FNP. Yeah. Uh, feeling no pain. Yes. And you kept being like, "Are you sure? You sure you don't want a beer? Are you sure?" I'm like, "I'm I'm so good. That's right. I'm so good." That's right. It was probably it was like you were a hamster suddenly and you forgot, but you were a cor- you were a cordial hamster. That's oh, what you were. Because okay. like, oh my god, Casey's not drinking anything. Do you want a beer? Well, if I'm anything, uh, or if I strive to be anything, it's a good host. So uh, hopefully, I accepted your no, but I just kept re asking just to make sure it hadn't changed to a yes. You were very polite. Uh, you know, uh, no means no. But you were just making sure that I was uh, well taken care of, and I appreciate that. Good, good. Well, and speaking of that, we since we are (laughs) guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? I'm excited for this beer. I've never, I've never even seen this beer before. Yes. Well, once again, I was the one in charge of getting the beer. Chris and I walked around for a while. We find it that it's harder. With crappy movies that don't really have really strong themes to them. I'm like, um, elect- Electrocution by Electric Chair, <laughs> Revenge, Crows. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but we came up with Empire Brewing Company's 
stormy weather because for some reason when he becomes a crow it's stormy weather the rest of the movie except for the end scene for no reason for no reason for no reason but I I I didn't look I'm sorry no no you're good good. I didn't really look at what what it was and uh, what it is is a white ale with cranberry and orange peel again we are beginning of December and this feels like a festive as fuck beer. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Empire Brewing Company. They're certainly um, mm-hmm. founded, uh, based in Syracuse, New York. One of Syracuse's oldest craft breweries, if not the oldest. Certainly one of the anchors of Armory Square for many, many decades until they closed. Um, but yeah. and we've drank their beer before in a, uh, at least one, maybe a couple. But I've I've never seen this one before, so this must be a new. Uh, limited release this season and oh I can't wait to try this I'm very excited let's open these bad boys up All right. oh now, yeah now be careful with the pour I see on the side of the can it says cloudy crisp and effervescent I expect a heavy head on this <laughs> <laughs> well you never expect a heavy head but it is always it's welcome always welcome oh yes um, you know what it smells a little bit like Empire Christmas. does a beer uh, is it the white afro which has like it's fucking racist. A F A P H R O. A P H R O. Okay. Hints of uh, lilac or lavender in it. Um, hmm. I'm almost hmm. But boy, that's. Oh, cheers, buddy. Cheers, my friend. Thank God. That is good. Wow. Oh, that is so dangerous. Six point two alcohol by volume. Of course, these are the pint, the sixteen ounce cans, which I love. Oh, that is a good beer. If you can get your hands on this one. Oh, this is such a winter beer. Oh, I love this. This is such a winter beer. I'm going to hold on to the other one for a, a wintry day. Yes, yes. Not wasting this on this delish. movie. This is Fuck, this movie's so hard. So hey, once again, so, we, uh, we mentioned before, I got uh, Branching Out's very first advent calendar, which I think was four years ago. And that's yes. how amazing, somehow amazingly, we missed the last two Uh Every uh, the last two years, we're like, oh shit, we missed it again. This year, how did we do this? I, yeah, yeah. This year, I was determined, and I was in line, and I got uh, I think numbers forty-one and forty-two out of the ninety-five or ninety-six that they were selling, and oh, wow. the second one was your Christmas gift. So uh, this is clearly I've found it. This is just what I'm getting you. It's this is so easy. So <laughs> oh man. Uh, but again, our friends are branching out. You got to check them out. Finest beer selection you're going to find. So normally this would be where we would do uh, reshoots, reactions, um, almost cast, all that stuff. But before we get into any of the production, I want to give you some good news. Oh. This is the last Crow movie we need to watch. Okay. I'm burying the lead. Okay. By telling you that part, (laughs) because I just wanted to get it out of the way. I was doing research today. Yep. Apparently Miramax released this for one week only, this one that we have to... (laughs) trudge through yeah. in a minute yep. because they had bad screenings or bad, uh, what's the word Te- I'm looking for? Test. Previews? Previews. Test screenings. Yep. Thank you. And so there was a big hoopla about it. They then sent it to Dimension for the next one, which is a subset of a subset, right? Okay. New Line is a subset of Warner Brothers. Dimension is a subset of New Line. Okay. Very confusing. Yep. Um, I don't pretend to know how uh, movie studios work in that aspect. But when I read that, it had the same thing. They did a limited release, one-week run, and then it went direct-to-video. 
And I'm calling it now. We don't have to do it. They did it just for contracts. It had nothing to do. They knew this is that these were shitty movies. I, oh, I'm so torn. Listen, the rule follower in me says they got it. They got a theatrical release. But do you want to watch the next one? <laughs> I do not want to. I do not want three percent on IMDb. <laughs> I do not want to watch the next one. Then I'm calling it. Okay. Listen, we did it with. Um, we did it with Toxic Avenger. Avenger. Sure. Okay. All right. Listen. Listen. And these if, are not superhero movies. I, I got you. I think the the first one is a type of superhero movie, but by the time we get to this one, it's, it's not. Yeah. Uh, agree. And listen, if our audience doesn't like that decision, and and if we're wrong, go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Or they could, you know, they could, you know, connect with us through any of our channels. Sure. Um. You could. Uh, Tweeted us at TSPHC tweets. You could uh, send us an Instagram of uh, you know, <laughs> you know how people disbelief. sometimes will type up something really long and then just post it on Instagram, like sure. a pic, a screenshot of it. You can tag us on that at Superpod HeroCast on Instagram, or if you want to write us a nice long form letter, you can do it via email at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony. So if we got it wrong, but uh, tell please us. don't. We'll, we'll and if you do, it. how about this? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. You want to tell us why this is a good movie? Come on the podcast. We'll, Ooh, we, get in the ring. I, I, I already ring. know that the next one is shitty because it can't get any better than this. <laughs> it's, it's Eddie Furlong. Come on. I, oh, poor guy. Listen, I'm going to quote from the Wikipedia page for The Crow Salvation. This is under the reception oh, section. And it's actually skipping ahead a little bit because it's actually talking about this movie and the crow wicked prayer but it, jonathan barkin of bloody disgusting counted the crow salvation and the crow wicked prayer as being among the worst horror movies that he had ever seen calling them quote deplorable end quote before going on to say both of them felt like lazy slapdash thoughtless cash cows and that feeling permeates in every scene oozing out of the celluloid like some damn viscous disease <laughs> Ugh. Oh, why? Why? Yeah, yeah. Nick Perkins of Coming Soon was simil- similarly derisive of the film, ranking it as the worst in the series and writing, quote, in theory, it's a good story. It should be, as it was written by Crow creator James O'Barr. It's just the hmm. execution that left a lot to be desired. Mabius absolutely lacked the charisma that Brandon Lee possessed in spades. And though Kirsten Dunst also starred in the film, the supporting characters were generally as bland as the lead. That's they were that's it. They were cookie cutter care like God, okay. Is this where we also point out that both of us watch this at almost uh, double speed? Uh, <laughs> If by almost you mean three times speed, yes, absolutely. I couldn't get it that. And, and <laughs> if I put it up that fast, uh, I couldn't. Uh, the the dialogue got really jarbled for me, so well, I couldn't do it. That's why you turn on closed captions, my friend. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm I'm dyslexic, my oh, friend. That's so right. closed that captions don't always help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, William let, Atherton got drug into this bullshit. Fred Ward, let, who. I like usually. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. For Fred Ward, this feels like he knew what he was getting into, but he did it for the paycheck. William Atherton, man, he was he was the shit in the eighties. I would suggest Fred Ward was as well. The right stuff, Remo Williams. Uh, what's the What's the Lovecraftian movie? Um, Naked Lunch. 
Oh, was that him? Was that the one he was in, or was he in the other one? No, Naked Lunch was Peter Weller. Oh, uh, was RoboCop. Early in career, Walton Goggins, who I usually love. Babyface Walton Goggins. Right? Uh, Grant Showed, who was from Murphy Brown, the lawyer. That's what he was from. The whole movie, going, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah. He wore, like, uh, Harry Potter glasses on Murphy Brown, yes. right? Yep, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, her yeah, producer. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I, I, yes. Now, listen, we're going to... So I don't know where we're going with this. I, I want to say this right off the bat. I am peripherally involved in the arts scene. You certainly are more so as a, in a performer yourself. My yeah. heart goes out to every performer who get who got cast in a feature film. And while The Crow, City of Angels, was a steaming pile of dog shit, I'm a big fan of the first Crow movie. I think it it sure. captured the zeitgeist. It was it was amazing. So my heart goes out to every one of these performers that gets cast in this film. I, and I, I mean, I, I'd love to know what the original script was. I, I can't imagine it was as bad as what shows up on screen. Now, I can't tell you. The, I, I don't know. The story in that, that quote, you know, referenced James O'Barr, who created the crow, the, the, the character in the comics. The Wikipedia page, IMDb, the only writing credit here is Chip Johansson, who mm-hmm. has, let's see, uh, he's got 12 producer credits all in the TV space, but some good stuff. Homeland, Dexter, 24, um, Dark Angel, a couple other things. Uh, 18 writer credits, and in, obviously including this, a lot of TV, some of those ones that he was a producer on. Ultra oh ultraviolet. Do you remember that? Oh wait, TV movie. Was that the one with Nope, never mind. Never mind. Madgen Amick. I thought what was the movie with Char- was Charlize Theron in a movie? Ultra- mm-hmm. Ultraviolet. Okay. Yeah. So it's not that this was a TV movie, but um It's where she uh she broke her no, Aeon Flux is where she a- broke her back. Oh god, yeah, I got it. Um you know, he's got writing credits, I guess he's fine. I I, I wonder what of this was his intent? The director is a, an Indian director, Bharat Naluri, who has 24 directing credits. Again, mainly TV. Um, yeah, I looked. I'm like, okay, so you did this and then... And then yeah. it was sent back to the I believe leagues. became a director. It looks like he was like a like a director for hire yeah. type thing. Yeah, yep, yep. This movie sucks. I feel horrible for all the performers and potentially the yes, writer I, and potentially the director. Well, who's, whose name popped up uh, in the producer credits? I, Harvey fucking Weinstein. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the two girls naked in the shower, that was obviously his contribution to the movie. The strip club. And the bizarre opening credits that felt like knockoff seven, which had just come out six years before. Uh, 1996. 95? This is 2001, so yeah. 95 uh, was This one's seven. 2000. Seven's 95, oh, two. so five years prior. Okay, yeah. so five years. Honestly, during the opening credits, I was like, oh, hey, this might be something. Yeah, And then, nope. <laughs> you know, I think the visuals of the movie are actually probably better than City of Angels, like the cinematography. It, it had a feel, you know, the director was going for something. It felt like just everything around it. Was bad. Yeah, yeah. To close the loop on something, yes. uh, cast a deadly spell. That was it. Was the Fred Ward. Thank you, thank you. Uh, can I give you the top four people in the movie sure. that you probably don't remember? Obviously, Fred Ward. Yep. 
David Warner. Oh, <laughs> we just talked about him. Juliana Moore. Really? And Clancy Brown. Oh, Kurgan. Who doesn't love? Yeah. Or it's, I like to think of him, Lex Luthor. Uh, sure, sure. Well, we'll accept all those. Absolutely. Yeah, do you know who directed Cast a Deadly Spell? No. Who? Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell. Why? Sh- I feel like I directed should know that Casino name. Royale. Oh yeah, yeah. Mask of Zorro uh, and the Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, all right. So close. That's a big winner. Um. Oh, right. He also directed Goldeneye. He did two Bond movies. Oh, interesting. Fuck. Cross Bond. So the last thing I want to say, normally we would talk about, in the production space, we would talk about the budget. In uh, in the IMDb listing, it it lists an estimated budget of $10 no million. Dollars. Does not oh. list the box office because, again, this had a one-week theatrical release, then straight to video. This one had a one-week theatrical release in Spokane, Washington. In one theater. In one, oh, I'm not I'm not being hyperbolic at any way, shape, or form. That is literally what it says in the notes. I'm like, fuck. That, that's and you know, some of the actors in here, this is probably like their what they thought was their big break. I know. I'm and again, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I genuinely feel bad for the for everyone connected to this movie. Because no way did anyone set out to make this pile of dog shit. Eric Mabus was starting to get a pretty good career. You know, he was in Cruel Intentions, uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Oh, yeah. So, like, he was up and coming, and I think this might have kind of, like, the last time. Well, no, he's he's working. Oh, he seems to be doing Hallmark movies. Holy shit. A bunch of Hallmark oh, movies. Did he? Fuck. A whole series called Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Oh, my God. Aubrey which, loves that series. Oh my God, she oh, loves. He's it. the main guy. He's the main guy. He's in the post. Well, good for him. Look, the guy's working. He's he's an hey, actor he, and listen, he's working. Right. It looks like there's like ten or twelve of them. So good for you. You're getting a paycheck. And they made it into a a TV series. Oh yeah, I see right here. Yeah, ten episodes. Listen, good for him. He was on Blue Bloods. Listen, I can't mock Blue Bloods. My brother was on Blue Bloods. Well, I didn't know that. Was he really? <laughs> Yeah, he's got a great scene. I'll try and find oh, it. Okay. It's pretty yeah. hilarious. Oh, it's wild. <laughs> it was that short stint where Colin played two cops in two different NBC shows. He did that and the um, Jennifer Lawrence, not Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lopez um, oh, yeah. show she had, Code Blue or Shades of Blue. And he was a cop in that and he like had a scene with her. And I never realized how small Jennifer Lopez was until she's standing next to my brother, yeah. who I know the exact height yeah. of. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, you could fit in my pocket. <laughs> You're this teeny little thing. I thought she was like five eight five nine somewhere in there she's like five four she's a tiny little thing so listen last thing and then we'll we'll do we'll we'll do whatever we're gonna do which who knows what this is gonna look like but um (laughs) it's gonna look like about as good as the movie is a giant mess (laughs) so the imdb score do you recall from our last episode what the score this is like a 4.3 4.9 which that's four points higher than it should be (laughs) absolutely and you know, we no longer use the Rotten Tomatoes score. We're on IMDb. But out of curiosity, from the tomato meter, now this is off of 10 reviews. Do you want to guess? Only 10 reviews. Only 10 reviews. Do you want to guess what the the tomato meter was at? The So this would be the percentage of genuinely positive reviews. How many are actually positive? Yeah. One. Two. A 20%. <laughs> Two out of the 10 reviews. Which... You know, oh the God. obvious next question is, 
Who said this was a good movie? Well, I looked at the hang on. Let me open up IMDb, and I was I just looked at the uh, the the user rating. So and Lisa Nesselson, a top critic, a top critic on Rotten Tomatoes, who's a Variety critic, said a pleasingly low budget demeanor. Caffeinated Clint from Movie Hole said, near on par with the original, a real surprise package. You know, Neil, I'm going to agree with you. This this is a bad movie, but it feels more like The Crow than The Crow Salvation, or than The Crow City of Angels felt like The Crow. This has the same tone if, in parts. If you had the cliff notes from the original Crow... And we're trying That's to recreate the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but he is spot on in in that. This might be my favorite quote from the the Rotten Tomatoes uh, from Gina Radcliffe with the Spool. This was obviously a negative review. The best you can say about 2000's The Crow's Salvation is that it's not a shameless rehash of the first movie. Oh, sure, it's still unwatchable in every possible way, <laughs> but at least yep. it's working with a new and original plot. Sure. Yeah. When when the movie started and he wasn't murdered, he was executed. I was like, okay, point one in the right direction. When he wore just coveralls and didn't have the big coat, I was like, okay, point two. And then he randomly and gets it for no it. fucking yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Well, okay. So. Oh wait, hang on. This is my favorite okay. one. This is a user on IMDb uh, <laughs> that is T B J C. K. Wait, let me start over. <laughs> God damn it! Hang on. Dyslexia. Dyslexia and big bold letters. <laughs> Put my reading glasses on. Uh, T B J C S K C N R R Q T reviews. He gives it a five out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new bird in town. It's remarkably similar, though unlike its predecessor, its quality. Doesn't quite soar. Oh, my God. And then he goes on for... Much longer. Oh, he watched this before the original Crow. Wow. Wow. What must have that been like? How happy must he have been with the Crow? Like, oh, my God. Boy, this is really good. This Brandon Lee guy's got some promise. Oh, too soon. All right, Todd, enough pussyfooting around. Let's roll that film. Okay. All right, Casey, listen. Whatever plot you want to share, do it now in the next 30 seconds, because that's about as long as I'm going to allow that to go, and then I'm just going to throw some shit at the wall. (laughs) Well, they certainly did with this movie. It's called This Movie. Uh, Alex Corvus is wrongfully accused and sentenced for the murder of his girlfriend that we find out through the movie that was actually four corrupt cops, sort of led by Walton Goggins, but the ringleader of the whole thing is actually Fred Ward, who has some sort of markings that are on his arm for no other reason than to make him the uh, the one-armed man of this movie. <laughs> I think you mean the one scarred man. But they're not scars because they bleed at the yeah. end. It's like it, Oh no, it's it's body modifications. He's putting pieces he's putting like stainless steel pieces under the skin to create Why? Yeah. Oh yeah. S- yep. Oh, it's stainless steel pieces? I thought it was a crow feather. No, 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 no. It's no, you because uh. it, it, that's a real thing, you know, body modifications, you can do that. 
And so, just like every other Crow movie, he is imbued with the mystical powers of the Crow, murderer spree ensues. The end. <laughs> Let's start with the executions. I actually would take umbrage at the idea that this is like working on a new plot. I think there's some key elements that are clearly just recycled. Sure, 100%. Uh, and, and sorry, point of correction before you corrected. Titanium is most typically used, I think, in body modifications or body jewelry. So probably not stainless steel titanium. So I stand corrected. So the bad guys, guys, consists of a gang that the crow has to take down one by one. Okay, nothing too unusual there, right? Like if it was one guy, it's pretty quick. Uh, they're led by a powerful leader with a creepy girlfriend who has some weird fetishes that we don't exactly understand. The leader also seems to have some knowledge of this crow process and the returning from the dead, the revenants. Right. That was the thing that like, it feels like it's a continuation Yeah, for him, yeah. him being like, I've seen this before, but we can't talk about it because we don't have the rights to show a picture of Brandon Lee. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the exact same vibe as the, uh, what's his name? The creepy guy with the gravelly voice who's the bad guy in the first one. And then the bad guy. The cousin from uh, Robin Hood. Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves, yeah, exactly. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not a axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Michael Wincott. Okay, Michael yeah. Wincott. Yeah. Oh, who was the villain in the second one? Does it even matter? <laughs> I, I mean, as I'm a, saying it, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you who it is if you want to know. Aubrey said when you dropped off the beer today, you told her you didn't even take notes for this one. No, I have no notes. I have no notes. I did not feel like this movie deserved to have uh, a record of it in my book. Thomas Jane was one of them. Remember, he had the best death scene. He had the best death scene. He had the best uh, blooper that made it into the movie. Remember? Oh, that's when right. His wig fell off. Oh, uh, <laughs> Richard Brooks was Judah Earl. He was the bad guy. Judah Earl. He also played Jubal Early in an episode of Firefly. I think Objects in Space, if I remember, if I remember correctly. Uh, sure, but he was it, also but on Shameless. Shameless. Who was he on Shameless? Big Liam. I don't remember that. Uh, the British or the American? American. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Oh, he was the fucking warden on the Flash when Barry was in jail. Hmm. Okay. Ew. All right. So the dude, this dude works too, but like he he works and he works in the movie. Both the first two villains make sense sure. fred ward i don't think knows what movie he is in and, and this is well this is why i wonder what the original script was so there's actually some interesting nuggets you, you mentioned the body modification and he's inserting metal pieces under his skin to give the appearance of a scar um, he's also clearly a taxidermist the taxidermy is a theme throughout the movie um <laughs> yep his girlfriend, again, there's something creepy going on, but it's never explored. What is it? So I, I, there must have been more to that character. There must have been something in the original story that was way more interesting than what we got. It just had to be. It, and it's obvious we're never going to get it because we couldn't find this for rent 
yeah. or purchase and, anywhere. Yeah, and we weren't going That's through the That's a super fucking bad sign. Buying physical DVDs of it, so we may have gotten creative. I already have the two Captain America TV movies in my DVD <laughs> collection. Right. I don't need to add this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but, I mean, th- there must have been something interesting there originally, right? Was there, well, or were we just... We're five years removed from, from seven, and... There was something else that came out after seven that was definitely felt like Saw a seven at uh, was there had any of the Saw movies come out I think yet? So I mean that, that's that's by two thousand. It's that same era. Um, two oh two thousand four was the first Saw movie. Wow, Carrie Ellis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh uh, wait, hang on. Pause. Are you going to do the uh, Princess Bride thing that's coming here? Oh, what is it? It's not even uh, on my radar. Carrie was is coming to Syracuse to talk about the Princess Bride, and then he's going to show us the movie. Uh, what is it before or after Christmas? It's after Christmas. Oh, maybe Aubrey loves that movie. I might need to. Yeah, to I already got. To, I got. It's one of the things I got the idea for Christmas. Oh. I'm totally fine saying this for many reasons because she's upstairs. <laughs> February 26th. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe I'll do that. So, Casey, there's one thought I, I want to explore today. And this is, now, to be fair, peek behind the curtain, wanting to find interesting things to talk about in movies <laughs> that are this bad. And, and, oh, I, boy. and I am curious, and this is unscripted, so you're not prepared. So uh, if this feels raw or unrehearsed, it exactly is. So well, that's the podcast. That's We're the podcast. organic. Like a fern. Like a fern. This is two movies away from The Crow. And uh-huh. what a piece of shit it is. You're not wrong. Can you tell me, movie series, what other ones are in the ballpark of such a fall from a great place? And I and I know, I, I, I recall, I like The Crow more than you do. I think some of that is also how old I was when it came out and, you know, what that was. But you liked The Crow. You didn't love it, but you liked I it. I did. I did. I, I'm fine with The Crow. It's not something I seek out. Sure, sure, sure. But I did I did not have a bad time watching yeah, and it. and it's very stylized, so if you're not into that, right? Ernie Hudson may have one of the best uh, ad-libs we'll ever have on the show, Walking Against the Wind. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, how do you how do you think about that? If you think of terms of the, the contrast from a good place to so quickly to such a bad place... Well, I think it's perfect with the uh, movie we reviewed two ago. I said the same thing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze is a shit show compared to... I mean, uh, let me put it a better way. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a fucking masterpiece compared to Secret of the Ooze. Yes, agree. It's it's the Citizen Kane of of, uh, Turtle Ninja movies. (laughs) It's the Paddington Paddington 2. How fucking dare you? Yeah, I was thinking of that the other day, too. How many of the inj- inside jokes, like, do we need to explain some of those? Like, I feel like they're no. really deep cuts. If okay. you're joining the podcast now, if you got a problem, send us an email. We'll, you know, a, the big, the real dream is someone will create a wiki of the podcast oh. with all the jokes. Oh, come on, nerds, get on it. Come on. I mean, it clearly says Afghanistan. I think the original Burton uh, verse Batman movies also kind of do the same thing. Uh, not as steep a decline yeah, as this does, longer. but definitely. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I retweeted, I don't know if you saw, but someone tweeted out and our, our buddy, Justin, yep. um, retweeted it and I retweeted it too saying, you know, I'm tired of having to pretend 
I enjoy Batman forever. <laughs> I, I acknowledge it's not for everybody. Yep. I totally get that, but I like it. It's not, again, not something I'm going to put on, but if it's on, I'm going to watch a bit of it and be like, man, what a crazy movie. <laughs> but then you get to Batman and Robin, it's a disaster. And it's the same thing here. This is only three movies removed, though. Or two movies, excuse me. Yeah. Crow to City of Angels to Salvation. I think Turtles is the only other one that does it so quickly. Mm, mm, that's good. That's good. But but definitely there is a ginormous fall from grace. Do you, and again, sometimes when we get further back in movie history, we run into this challenge. I'm 10 years older than you. And I know that you remember Smoking the Bandit. How mm -hmm. well do you recall the series... Of Smoking the Bandit movies. I loved one of the sequels. Does that help you? Yeah. Because <laughs> Smoking the Bandit 3, I remember watching it and be like, so Smokey's not in this? Yeah. Yeah. It's the truck driver, but he's dressed as Smokey? Right. Right. And Rufus goes with him? He's the Sally Field part? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Smoking the Bandit 3. Yeah. In 1983, which was only six years after the original, uh, holy cow, were they trying to wring every dollar out. Uh, the third film, this is from the Wikipedia page, which had no involvement from either Hal Needham or Sally Field and contained only a short cameo appearance by Burt Reynolds, revolved entirely around Jackie Gleason's character. It was panned by critics in a box office bomb, earning only $7 million against a $9 million budget. <laughs> Wait. Burt Reynolds is in that movie? He he has a cameo, and that's it. Oh, my God. I don't even remember that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's a bad... It's really bad. It's, <laughs> it's really bad. bad. Yeah, that, that's going to be one... Um, I don't know. This is definitely up there. I'm I'm struggling. I mean, we we were just talking about them, the Matrix movies. Oh yeah, those those drop off pretty quick. The second one is watchable, but just so confusing. I think the third one is both confusing and almost unwatchable. <laughs> the second one has an, that amazing um, highway fight scene. That's that's probably the saving grace of the second one. <laughs> right. Oh, that's that's right. pretty good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Though now that it's in high def, uh, I think it was even when I got it on Blu-ray, you could tell when they're going, is it, I think it's in the third one when they're going into club hell where the Merovingian is yep. and the one guy's got the two Berettas and it looks like he pulls them back to, uh, to, to, uh, put a bullet in the chamber and they catches them. Yep. The actor just goes and then grabs them. I'm like, Oh, that cool moment is totally ruined by high death. Because oh. long as I'm like, he pulled it back with just his thumbs. It's amazing. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Because you never see the what would that be the the barrel? Uh, that'll be racking the slide. You you would. Okay, so you never see the slide rack at all. It just goes. He just literally leans his hands back like he's doing it, and then pops him forward. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, are you gonna are you on, gonna Wachowskis. go? Are, are you going to go to the theater to watch the new one? I'm going to go to my couch and watch it on HBO Max. Got That's it. what I'm going to do. Got it. Okay. That's, uh, I think it would. Oh, yeah. so speaking of which, two weeks from today, I get to see Spider-Man oh. Home. Two weeks from today, so I will excited. be, uh, you know, going into a bunker and shutting off all contact with the outside world to try to not let it get spoiled for a week. I'm not <sighs> confident. 
Okay, so let's let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. There's a ton of rumors of different fucking things that are going to happen in the movie. Ugh. I'm worried we're at Last Jedi level <laughs> what the fans want. Yeah. And dear fans, this is going to come out afterwards. So retroactively, if you have gone on any social media platform going, that's not the movie I wanted. Wah. Stop. <laughs> Full stop. Stop doing that because we all hated The Last Jedi because it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And spoiler for everyone out there that doesn't already know this, The Last Jedi is my favorite of the sequels. And yet we're still friends. Interesting. Interesting. What are you uh, going to pick? No, listen, you're right. What uh, are you going to pick? Uh, no, no, Rogue go ahead. One. What are you going to pick? A rehash of <laughs> A New Hope, as you've said yourself? Yes. Yes. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Actually, so I'll you just say that, like wait. your pizza crappily warmed over? I'll say this unabashedly. I liked Solo. We're not talking. We're talking <laughs> saga only, sir. I like Rogue One. Yeah. No, Rogue I, One. I, I thought yeah. Rogue One was no, that's really what I said, good. Rogue One. That was my pick. You said Solo. No, before that, I said Rogue One. But Rogue One's not saga either. Well, let's doesn't I, count. <laughs> then I have it no is answer. A Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, I'm K2SO, presence. come on. I want a K2SO movie. Just, <laughs> oh, do you think he's going to show up in Andor? Now, what is that? That is the TV series they're doing? Or yes, the, Cassie and Andor, the, Dis- the, the Mexican solo. Got it, got it, got it. I don't know. Not a racist comment because Diego Luna is from Mexico. <laughs> he is not just of Latin descent. He is from Next, I believe Mexico City. Wait, wait, so, wait. Don't cancel us yet. Oh, Todd, I'm getting a note from our producer. Uh, we've been canceled. Yo, over that so joke. Close. So close. <laughs> Could you imagine if the last episode of our podcast was The Crow Salvation? Oh, that would be the Raul Julia Street Fighter of oh, our podcast. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you bring up Raul Julia? <laughs> That man was a saint. Yeah. Um, listen, Dying of stomach cancer and did Street Fighter for his kid. Come on. Pretty sweet. Hi, podcast listeners. This is Caleb from Night Shift Radio. If you love spooky stories as much as I do, but maybe aren't entirely sure that you believe in the paranormal, then you'll enjoy the newest Night Shift Radio original, Possibly Normal. Twice a month, we tell a true story of possible paranormal encounters from the perspective of the person who witnessed the events. In these stories, we offer no attempted explanation, only the truth as it was observed. So join me as Night Shift Radio presents Possibly Normal, starting January 2022, wherever you listen to podcasts. But that's what I got, man. Um, That was the one thought I might be interested in, like series uh, spread. So that's it. I got nothing else. Two questions. Mm-hmm. A serious one and then kind of a jokey one. Yes. What did the girlfriend see that got her killed? Did I miss that going so yeah, fast? Yeah. Uh, she she saw them. The cops killed a guy. She she wandered upstairs okay. at the club. She wandered up when... when um, not, not to sound like a uh, too much of a leftist, but... And... Yeah, well, listen. Uh, Al, when Alex goes to the strip, that strip club, right? He's touching all the stuff. Okay, psychokinesis. Or so it's the execution of that person that triggers. Was that person someone of importance? Uh, no, I think he he was either like double crossing them or stealing from them or oh, witnessed something Lord. they did. So they execute him, and she comes upstairs at the wrong time, sees it, 
They see mm-hmm. her see it, and of course she's got to die. Okay, and also, did Alex want to fuck Kristen Dunst? No, I don't think so. No, he clearly loved Lauren. The scene where after he loses his his powers, because every Crow movie apparently there has to be a scene where they lose their powers. Of course, it's like Superman. <laughs> he has come to lose his powers come, at some point. Fuck, I'm dead. Best line. Still the best one. Uh, it's, it's never going to, well, we're, we're never going to watch another Crow movie, so, <laughs> right. but it's never going to get better than call, uh, a quick imitation for you. Call, 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 bang, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> so good. But the scene after that, when they're there with the uh, lawyer. Yes. When she shows up there after they've ki- after they've made it look like William Atherton has killed himself. Yep. The the way they're standing and the chemistry of the moment, I'm like, are they going to make out right now? Because that's super awkward. He's dead. Yeah. I, I, I mean, look, it's one of a series of weird moments that don't doesn't connect. Uh, again, I I wonder. I'm so curious who is responsible for this shit show. It, and my Har- money is Harvey on Weinstein. the studio. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bet you they're like no it's got to be you know have this look and he's gonna kill people and he can't be killed and like uh, there must have been more to this story than what we get on the screen. I guess, but okay. One last thing and then we'll get out of here. Okay. So the lawyer has a chess board and they're talking about moving knights and stuff. Um, and he's like, I need to find, and Alex takes the king and brings it out. It's like, the king, you know, these are just the pawns. Mm-hmm. And so when the the lawyer is murdered, his the last thing he does is just, there happens to be a fucking newspaper with the police chief on it. And he takes the king chess piece, puts it over Fred Ward's face, and it circles it with his own blood. Oh, my God. Just stop. It's <laughs> it's all so fucking bad. Uh, so that's all I had. Just those two yeah. very stupid questions. Because who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Don't, and I mean, we everybody said this at the beginning. Don't watch this movie. Don't. There's a oh, million no, better things to do than watching this movie. We hope that you enjoyed us dicking around for about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> because we're not going to review any more of this movie. Rest in peace, The Crow. We're never going to watch another one. <laughs> Though, doing research for this movie, I saw there was some test footage of Momoa as the crow, so that may be moving forward. Uh, no, I saw on the Wikipedia page that um, he was he was attached to a project, but left it in 2018. So I think we're I think we're good. Thank you. Yeah, because oh I don't I I, I I like Momoa just fine. I just no, I don't want to watch any more of these. Don't do it to me. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, end of movie, of course, it's a graveyard, because we have to get out of here the same way we get out of every movie. Sure. And, uh, you know, she goes to kiss him, and then she realizes he's Spider-Man. No, I'm sorry. Wait. That's two years later. (laughs) They have a moment who gives a shit what happens in it. They're like, we both loved her. What was her relation to the girlfriend? Was that her sister? Oh, it was her sister. Yeah. Man, William Atherton seems totally like nonplussed about the fact that he knew the cops killed his daughter. Yeah, it was, it's almost as if the, the movie makes fuck? no sense. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> All right. Uh, and at the end, there's a crow or some shit. End movie. Goodbye. <laughs>
I'm not. Oh, no, no. We gotta. No, no. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Are you serious? Who's, hey, Todd, who was your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is myself because I got to hit the stop <laughs> button at the end of this movie, and that finally put me out of my misery. How about you? The crow. Uh, the actual sure. b- bird sure. <laughs> himself, the the crow. Hey, Casey, uh, for formality's sake, what's the best scene? Uh-huh. It's the opening credits. In all honesty, those opening credits were yeah. creepy and weird, and I was like, ooh, wait, we might be totally wrong about this movie. <laughs> Spoiler. And then there we was the execution, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is garbage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Uh, you know, for a split second, and again, that same idea like, oh, did they find something new and interesting? The whole, the scarring of his face instead of the makeup, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But then oh, just that was interesting. Goofy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they seem to get bigger as the movie went on. I was like, that's not how scars work. They usually get smaller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um secondary best scene. You're go you're going too deep. Okay, go. Cool. Yeah, go for it. Just for the stunt of it, when he kills the one guy with the in the car and they both go smashing through the, the windshield. I'm like, that was a really good stunt. Sure, sure. In this abysmal abomination of a movie. And they set up during the movie that clearly uh, Alex, Alex Corbin, yeah, Alex. That Alex clearly must have had some martial arts training because uh, Lauren is teasing him. My monkey style defeats your right, and that one. <laughs> that was uh, so. Unlike City of Angels, was it Ash Corbin, the yes, the protagonist? Uh, yeah, because he was going to be Michael fight Corbin. at all, right? Like uh, at least they, um, they, I would go as far as to say that actor couldn't act either. <laughs> oh, um, I thought they at least tried to do some interesting things with the action sequences. Um, so I guess if you're a fan of yeah. stunts, there's some stuff there, but we both watch this at uh, high speed and, uh, all the fight scenes. I just heard yakety sax yeah. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> What's one <laughs> Listen to one scene. Shock, one scene you oh would Oh, my cut. God. Shockingly, this movie is an hour and 42 minutes. Holy fuck. If I had watched this at normal speed, I would have been very upset. Oh, <laughs> I was upset watching it at fast speed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you have anything you would cut? What's the point? You're pick, not making a better movie. Pick your poison. Yep, yep, yep. I'm right there with you. And uh, you know what? Who's the actor having the most fun? Uh, it's Fred Ward. Yeah, Fred Ward, yeah, totally. Because sure. he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know any better. He's done like nine Trevor movies by this point. He's yes, like, yeah, whatever. Yes, sure. He's he just he just leans in on it. Oh, there we go. That's one. Tremors. Oh. Tremors one is a a solid, good uh, sci-fi horror. 100%. Tremors two on. Yeah. Baby yeah. poop. Oh, that's a good one. All of it. That's good. Yeah. So once again, the IMDB score for this movie was a four point nine out of ten. Point nine. Did we did we actually give the Crow City of Angels? Did we give it a rating or did we just give it like a no score? Because I feel like this doesn't deserve a score. Okay, that's fair. We can yeah, do that too. I'm not yeah. scoring it because that implies. I was just trying to be nice there, to the yeah. to the poor actors well, listen, in it, but sure. my disclaimer there. They got hey, they got, they got paid. paid. They worked. Yep. Um, well, wait a minute. Hopefully, they got paid. This is the Weinstein's, uh, so who knows. Uh, now, Casey, the dad's breaked out. No, we can skip that. No, no, no. I'm going to say no, and everyone knows what I'm saying no to, because we don't need to talk about that. 
because there's so many reasons not to do that. Don't watch it with anyone. Forget kids. Don't watch and, it with anyone. And also, I want to move forward because now... And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. So there's a lot of pressure on me because I pulled some stinkers here. Episode 90, my friend. Come on. Mid, Pull a good one. Midpoint of our fifth season. So I hold in my hand. We are, we are we are ten away from one hundred episodes. That's crazy. That's crazy. Fuck. So I've already picked it. I already got it. It's here, oh, flapping around in my hand. God, I'm and it's so fucking nervous. It's not the MCU. In fact, it, it's a it's a longer title, so it might not even be a series. It might be a movie. Okay, I'm just gonna go for it. It can't be worse than this. Oh, why did you say that? How dare you? Hmm. I don't like anything. You know, that just oh, happened. you know what happened? We let Justin. So it's Batman Burton verse. We've done all of those oh. because we didn't pull yep. the slip. Okay, got it. Yep. So I'm pulling our movie. Take two. And I have one slip in my hand, and it's got to be a better movie. It's got to be. It's got to be. I'm just gonna. My, I like to do the little. I, glance. You're gonna say it. Yeah. Sure. A little sure. glance. A little. Okay. Oh, it's short. It's. Oh, is it DCEU? It's DCEU. So what the fuck are we watching? Watch Aquaman, baby. Is it Aquaman or Shazam? Speaking of Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah. It is 100% Aquaman. Aquaman. We are watching a dumb, silly, fun movie. I'm not mad about any part of this. Permission to come After aboard. this, <laughs> after the dolt, we've got Yaga Batim. Uh, what is, how do you say his name? Fuck. Who? Hang on. Oh, yeah, get it right. yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Yeah, uh, yeah the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, the second. Do not forget yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Abdul Mateen the second, uh, who spoilers for Watchmen was actually Doctor Manhattan. Oh, interesting. Oh, have you not watched? Did you I watch Watchmen the series? I didn't finish it. I just it, it, <gasps> not out, not because oh. I didn't like it. I just uh, you know. Oh, spoilers, and also you you totally see his big blue penis, and it's <laughs> very uncomfortable. Good for him. <laughs> It's really good. Uh, go back. Uh, it's it's good. Even me giving away that that plot point. His his penis is a plot point. <laughs> <laughs> it's big enough to him. be. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Aquaman. Um, huh? So I guess we should watch a trailer. Yeah, let's watch that trailer. Right. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life. As a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. They made me what I am. Permission to come aboard. I've been looking for you. Your half-brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pet talk ever. You might want to strap in. I'm no leader. 
choice. I can't save my home and the people that I love. You think you're unworthy to lead because you're of two different worlds. That is exactly why you are worthy. Okay, I mean, boy, it's only three years ago this came out. Do we want to get out of the way the uh, the Amber Heard of it all? I think we just uh, look. We didn't cast her. It's not our decision. We acknowledge that she has some tumultuous stuff going on in her life right now. I I I believe we've said on this podcast already that both her and Johnny Depp seem like kind of garbage people. Okay, yeah, I think that I think that suffices. But when we watch the movie. We're gonna have. I mean, we may mention yeah, it again mean, in the episode. Yeah, I mean, but look, I forgot. Holy shit! I forgot yeah. this cast. Um, Fuck me. We get Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. Where? All right. Uh, do you want to take a guess at the IMDb score for 2018's Aquaman? <sighs> a six point nine. It's like almost a seven. Brilliant. Six point nine. Well done, man. All right. I'm good at this yeah. stuff. It's yeah, and that you know this this isn't bad. Listen, I don't love this movie. It's it's cotton candy. That's that's perfect. That's perfect. Super fun while you're watching it. You're gonna forget. I I case in point. I'm going. Oh fuck! Willem Dafoe is in this movie. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, with a <laughs> completely forgot he with was that in this thing. Man bun thing. Yeah. Hey, Willem Dafoe can do whatever he yeah. wants. Um, oh, and Patrick Wilson. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of penises, Dolph Lundgren. I've never seen Dolph Lundgren's penis, yeah. but I have seen Patrick Wilson's. Um, Graham McTavish, who uh, Graham McTavish, who's so that? he's in Outlander. He was also in mm-hmm. the Preacher series. He was the Saint of Killers. Uh, he's he's delightful, Randall. and he had a uh, a docu series with what's his name, the guy who plays the male Jamie Fraser in Outlander. Um, they had a series where they were just riding around, driving around Scotland, exploring, and the two of them are clearly bet yeah, uh, f's, and it's hilarious, delightful. Yeah. That sounds so nice. Um, oh yeah, oh, my, uh, Men, Jesus Men and Kilts. That's the name of the series, which is perfect. Men and Kilts. Oh yeah, you suggest yeah, yeah, that to good. me. It's worth watching. Michael Beach. Michael Beach. Um, oh yeah, the, he's a that guy uh, actor. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, is Joe Morton available? No, he's not. All right, get me Michael oh, Beach. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> it's not mean. <laughs> They're both fantastic actors. Michael Beach was on a great um, cop fireman show. Third Watch? Uh, Third Watch? Yeah. Did you ever watch Third Watch? Uh, I never watched it as a series, but I know I've seen like pieces of episodes. Yeah, he he's a great actor. I, actually, I really like him, actually. He's... Yeah, he's he's really good in Aquaman, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he has 158 acting credits. God, I, I love how we're gushing more about the next movie than we <laughs> listen. Like, a part of was like, do you want to just talk about Aquaman now? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we got what we got. That's it. Uh, um. Oh, and Randall Park. We can't forget Randall yeah, Park. 
God, he's uh, he's delightful. I really Jim Halpert. The, I really loved the interview. I thought it was hel- absolutely I hilarious. really love the interview. Uh, he's also, you know, Jim Halpert. He is Jim Halpert. <laughs> Seriously? Um, you never noticed I was Asian? Asian? Good for you, man. Way to not see color. <laughs> or way to not see Oh, race. he also... Um, He'll be in the next Ant-Man movie we watch. He's uh, Agent Jimmy Woo. Oh, and as good as he is there, he's like 10 times better in WandaVision. I I kind of want an Agent yes. Jimmy Woo spinoff. Actually, I want Agent Jimmy Woo and Darcy to go solve things like the X-Files. If you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. I want X-Files with, with Darcy and Jimmy. Yep, 100%. I, uh, sold but, in the room. But... Dear Disney, don't fuck it up by having them have a the sexual relationship off screen, and then she just has a baby, and then we find out that he's the father <laughs> by after the baby's born, they kiss for the first time on screen. <laughs> don't do that, because guess what that did to the X-Files? Fucking ruined it. So don't do that. Got it, Roger. Roger. Yeah, don't cross that off your list if you got that. All right. Um, okay, so I, I'm done talking about yeah. any, anything tonight. That, Listen, this, I... That, yeah, sure. Listen, uh, it's the beginning of a new year. We're still trying to catch up on things. Um, you know, we're going to do a short episode. We'll spend a little more time with Aquaman because the effects in Aquaman are the thing I want to talk to us about because those are the most impressive thing in the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. I love the trench in Aquaman. So there's a lot There's a lot of fun stuff in Aquaman. You said it right. It's cotton candy. Speaking of the trench, did you hear what came out? No. Remember when they were going to make a trench movie and we're all oh, like, yeah. that's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. It was actually secretly going to be a Black Manta movie. <gasps> oh. But and it's Warner not going Brothers to be anything now? Fucking canceled it. Uh, no, Morris Brothers did the the nuclear option and canceled that. They suck. Ava DuVernay was going to do New Gods and we we're going to get more fucking Dark Side. That's... And uh, none of it's happening now. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, we're going to get Shazam too. Well... I can't wait for Black Adam. Uh, you know, spoilers. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. You can find his music at silvermansound.com. Speaking of finding things, that's right. I'm good at pivots, too. <laughs> Todd. Where can people find you on social media should they wish to find you and should you wish to be found? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Also, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> that's right. Uh, find me on Instagram or Twitter with the handle at TMP in SYR. Hey, Casey, where can people find you on said social media? Well, I'm not cool enough to have the same one for both. So on Twitter, I am not Ryan Casey. On Instagram, I am not dot Ryan Casey. We already did the... And that... That's it. Yeah, that's, I think. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're we're. I think we've fulfilled our contractual obligations. <laughs> yes, we were contractually obligated to mention parts of the Crow Salvation, and we have done that. Yay! So all left to say is, so that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic, and I've been your moderator, Dan Ryan. Be heroic. Yeah. in sync i think it was not oh <laughs> okay right. you will find out when we get it so. will be when this episode airs That's but right. uh when we go to do the edit it will not be